So we have been on a journey, a journey that culminates today because we've been going through the book of Proverbs. We've been looking at how Proverbs has practical wisdom for us on how we can live our life. It is a beautifully practical book, and it has very helpful information. And again, the way we read Proverbs is not like you can just sit down and you go from the beginning to the end and you declare that you have finished, that you are done, that you have mastered Proverbs. If you said that or you've done that and you think that's what has happened, then I would say, yeah, you're probably not as wise as you think you are. But the book of Proverbs ends with this understanding, and we're ending today, that if you really want wisdom, it starts with trust. Trusting in God and trusting God in all aspects of our life. So, did you hear the one about the chicken and the pig? You know, they were walking down the street one day and they saw a sign in front of a church that said, annual fundraiser, ham and eggs breakfast. (laughs) The chicken said to the pig, hey, that's right up our alley. Why don't we go in and help out? And the pig said, that's easy for you to say. For you, it's just a contribution. For me, we're talking total commitment. My friends, that is exactly what we are talking about today. We are talking about total commitment. We are talking about trusting God in every aspect of your life. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 1 through 13 talks specifically about trusting God. You know, and I want to highlight some of the verses that we read today. Because Proverbs 3, 1 says... My child, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. I mean, we're called, we're called to be a people of trust and a people of obedience. In verse 2, if we obey and trust, the result is what? It is a prosperous life. In verse 3, let loyalty and faithfulness always Be a necklace that you wear around your neck and a tablet in your heart. Verse 5 and 6 are very powerful. With all your heart, trust in the Lord. And verse 6, in all your ways, acknowledge God. Let God be the one to lead you. And verse 7, don't ever think that you are wise enough. Now, did you notice here in Proverbs chapter 3 that there are no exceptions? It doesn't say that we are partially to obey God's laws and instructions, you know? It didn't say with most of your heart you're to trust the Lord or that sometimes you ought to kind of go behind God and follow. No, the words are always, all, and ever. And these words are inclusive, and there is no exceptions. 
God is saying to us, I want you to understand that trust is a total commitment of your mind and of your heart. There's no halfway about it. God is saying to us, trust. Have I given you any reason to ever doubt me? And so I want to ask you that question on this day. I think it's an important question to ask. And I want to ask everyone here. Do you trust God? And do you trust God in everything? Now, I know you're in church, right? You're feeling good. You know, you got, you got a little piousness brewing in you. That's all right. You know, you're coming here to worship. And so I know what you're going to respond. It's an emphatic, Pastor, of course I do. I mean, if we were charismatic and I asked you that question, your hands would go up in the air and you would have said amen. Now, because you're Methodist, you did that very thing just in your heart. And that's okay. But yeah, you're going to say yes. But then I got to challenge you. Really? Truthfully, do you always trust God in everything at all times? Do you trust God completely with every aspect of your life? Or are there things you're still holding on to that you're not willing to let go and let God? That you're not willing to give up? I mean, come on, what does God know about finances, right? What does God know about relationships? What's God know about my life? What's God know about my anger? What's God know about, well, fill in the blank? You know, George Beverly Shea, the singer who partnered with Billy Graham for so many years, was sharing that he had many requests for songs to be sung at crusades. And he said the strangest request that he ever got was someone handed him a slip of paper one time and wanted him to sing a song that was entitled, God's Grip Don't Slip. Now I know, that is terrible grammar. But you know what? It's great theology. God is always trustworthy. Even when we don't trust. God is always constant, even when we're occasional or sporadic. God's care is total. God's love is complete. God's grace is sufficient. It's not partial because God's care is sovereign. It rules, not us. You know, most of us have read that beautiful poem, Footprints. It's brought comfort to all of us sometime in our life. You know, the lady who wrote Footprints, her name is Margaret Fishbeck. She went through some amazing trials. The person that she loved left her. She caught meningitis and was bedridden for many months. She truly came to the lowest place of her life. And during that time, another man fell in love with her and wanted to marry her. 
but she wouldn't marry him. Matter of fact, she said to him, I'm completely out of trust. I'm not sure I trust God, and I know I don't trust men. I am out of trust. One night in her diary, as she lay in bed, she began to write that beautiful poem. And that night, she received her answer. It's not a long poem. Many of you heard it, but I want you to hear it again. One night I dreamed a dream. As I was walking along the beach with my Lord, across the dark sky flashed scenes from my life. For each scene, I noticed two sets of footprints in the sand, one belonging to me and one belonging to the Lord. After the last scene of my life flashed before me, I looked back at the footprints in the sand, and I noticed that at many times along the path of my life, especially at the very lowest and saddest times, there was only one set of footprints. This really troubled me. So I asked the Lord about it. And the Lord said, I asked the Lord about it. Lord, you said once I decided to follow you, you'd walk with me all the way. But I noticed that during the saddest and most troubling times in my life, there was only one set of footprints. I don't understand why. When I needed you the most, that you would leave me. God whispered, my precious child, I love you and I will never leave you. Never ever during your trials and testing. When you saw only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. My friends, God can be trusted. And God can be trusted wholeheartedly. King David in Psalm 56 says, In God I trust, and I will not be afraid. And in Psalm 34:4, I sought the Lord, and he answered me and delivered me. So what's David trying to say? Our job is very simple. Trust and obey. That's what we've been called to do. Now here's the conflict. God asks us to trust and obey in everything, and especially across the areas of our life that are bigger than we can reason or even understand. Giving partial control of our lives to God makes us feel good about our faith, but is always incomplete. We must have radical trust and know that God loves us and that God will take care of us no matter what. You know, one of my favorite verses in the Bible is Isaiah 55, 8 through 10. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts better than your thoughts. Isn't that one of those praise God scriptures? Praise God that God knows better. Praise God that God understands me, understands my life, understands my situation, and wants the best for me. 
But in order for me to receive the best, I have to what? Trust God completely. Not partially, not just some of the time, all the time. There was a great preacher, the Reverend S.M. Lockridge. He was a pastor of an African-American church at Calvary Baptist Church in San Diego, California. And he died in 1993. He was known for very fiery sermons. And the S.M. in his name actually stands for Shadrach Meshach. So his name was Shadrach Meshach Lockridge. Now when he preached, he would preach an hour out of a four-hour service. Yeah? Amen? You ready? We've only been here like 42 minutes, right? I'm only like 15 minutes into the sermon. I'm getting tired. We probably can't make it that far. But the point being, it was, it was such an amazing sermon. And I want to read to you the last little part of it. It's not even half. I want to read it to you. It's long. But you know what? It's pretty amazing. Now, there's a couple of things that I want to say about this. Number one, I am not trying to impersonate an African-American pastor, Okay. I really, I, I can't do it. I don't even do impersonations, and I can't do them well, so I've learned you just don't do it. However, I can't do this and not get pretty excited. So I'm going to get excited, okay? And uh, the other thing that I got asked, I, I did this at the 845 uh, service, and they really liked it, and I can't tell you the amount of people who came up to me, and I thought, oh, they're going to tell me how much they love my sermon, and they're like, oh, we love his sermon. Yeah, it's kind of a blow to the ego, right? But, but he said, they said to me, can, can I watch more of him on YouTube? I'm like, I don't know. He preached this sermon in 1976. I don't think YouTube was around at that point. But what I went to find out between services is that if you do want to go see S.M. Lockridge, you can't see him, but you can hear his sermons because they did record some of them. And he's got this deep voice, and I love his cadence, I love his feel. And that's what you're going to see here. There's this certain cadence to it that I, I already promise you I'm going to mess up. Uh, there's alliteration, and there's just this grand wordsmithing that I think is truly poetic and beautiful. And so I'm gonna, it's from his sermon, You Can Trust Him. And so I want you to hear these words now. Church! You can trust him. He is the one who made us. It is he who made us and not we ourselves. It is the heavens that declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. No means of measure can define his limitless love and no far-seeing telescope can bring into visibility the coastline of his shoreless supply. I am telling you today that you can trust him. No barrier can hinder him from pouring out his blessings. He is enduringly strong. He is entirely sincere. He is eternally steadfast. He is immortally graceful. 
He is empirically, powerfully, and impartially merciful. He is the greatest phenomenon that has ever crossed the horizon of this world. He is God's son. He is the center savior. He is the centerpiece of civilization. I am trying to tell you, church, you can trust him. He does not have to call for help, and you can't confuse him. He doesn't need you, and he doesn't need me. He is august, and he is unique. He is unparalleled. He is unprecedented. He is supreme. He is preeminent. He is the loftiest idea in literature. He's the highest personality in philosophy. He is the supreme problem of higher criticism. He is the fundamental doctrine of truthology. That's a word. I looked it up. He's the cardinal necessity of the spiritual religion. He is the miracle of the age. He is the superlative of everything good that you call him. And I am trying to tell you, church, you can trust him. He can satisfy all your needs, and he can do it simultaneously. He supplies strength for the weak, and he's available for the tempted and the tried. He sympathizes and he sees. He guards and he guides. He heals the sick. He cleanses the leper. He forgives the sinner. He discharges the debtors. He delivers the captives. He defends the people. He blesses the young. He regards the aged. He rewards the diligent. He beautifies the meek. And I am trying to tell you, church, you can trust him. He is the key to knowledge. He's the wellspring of wisdom. He's the doorway of deliverance. He is the path of peace, the roadway of righteousness, the highway of holiness. He is the gateway to glory. And church, I'm here to tell you, you can trust him. He's the master of the mighty, the capturer of the conquerors, the head of the heroes. He's the leader of the legislators, the overseer of the overcomers. He's the governor of governors. He's the prince of peace. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. And yes, you can trust him. His office is manifold. His promise is sure. His life is matchless. His goodness is limitless. His mercy is everlasting. His love never changes. His word is enough. His grace is sufficient. His reign is righteous. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. I wish I could describe him better to you. He is indescribable because he is incomprehensible. He is irresistible because he's invincible. He can't get him, you can't get him off your hands and you can't get him off your mind. You can't outlive him and you can't live without him. Pilate couldn't stand it when he found out that he couldn't stop him. Pilate couldn't find any fault in him and the witnesses couldn't get their testimonies to agree. And Herod couldn't kill him and death couldn't handle him. And thank God the grave couldn't hold him. There was nobody before him and there will be nobody after him. He has no predecessor. He will have no successor. You can't impeach him and he is not going to resign. Church, you can trust him. He's the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. He's all things. He's the giver of life. He's the joy out of every sorrow. He's the light of every darkness. He's the peace that passes all understanding. He's the giver of every good and perfect gift. 
And guess what? You can trust him. There's no God before him. There'll be none after him. He's the first and the last. He is the preeminent. There is no other God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory. And we walk out of this building today knowing that you are trustworthy. And God's people said, amen. All right, church, what I'm trying to tell you is you can trust him. Amen. Did you get it? Did you get the point? I don't think I can do it again. <laughs> kind of a tongue twister. But I hope you truly understand that if we're going to have any success in living our lives, it's going to come down to this one very simple spiritual principle. And it's one that we forget time and time again. God is trustworthy. God has proven it over and over again. Matter of fact, when you read God's book, when you read the Holy Bible, what are you going to find in there? You're going to find time and again God's people being untrustworthy, unreliable. But what are you going to see as God's response? God is always trustworthy. God is always there. God is always grace. Why don't we trust more? If you really want to be wise, and that's what the book of Proverbs is all about, you want to be wise, trust God in everything. My friends, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. <laughs>